Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Barrett Salee is a college football writer for CBSSports.com. An analyst for CBS Sports HQ. He is a host, Sirius XM College Sports Radio. That is Channel 84 on Twitter at Barrett Salee, one of the best in the business, and joins us right now. Good morning, Barrett. What's up, buddy? Oh, not much. Just uh, getting ready for what is going to be a uh, season-defining week in the world of college football for a lot of teams. So looking forward to it. Which game are you most excited about in what is a really good weekend? Well, Penn State, Ohio State, just because obviously we know what Ohio State is. Um, they've navigated through a lot of issues injury-wise this year. Uh, Kyle McCord has settled in uh, as a starting quarterback, and, and we know what their upside is. They, they've showed us. Last year um, against Georgia, I mean, I, I would say they were the second-best team in the country, and had it been for one field goal, might, might be able to state the claim as the best. And then Penn State, I don't know how many people have watched Penn State this year. Uh, be, but they're just ruthless defensively and really effective offensively, but they've not been in a position where they have to score. Um, they have to, you know, get into a track meet to win. And Ohio State might force them into that. And not say they can't, but they haven't yet um, showed that they can handle it. So that is going to be a fascinating game. And obviously in the Big Ten East, it'll – sort of set the tone for that round robin between all three teams, including Michigan, down the stretch. So really excited about that one. Barrett Salee here on the show. Yeah, Barrett, if I can just ask you a quick follow-up on Penn State. The game is in Columbus, and and Penn State fans and some of the alums who certainly operate in my world socially and at work over at CBS Sports Radio will just tell you until they're blue in the face that Penn State's elite, that this is their year, that they can win the whole thing. What is the likelihood you think that Penn State can go into Columbus and just and win this game and make all of those very braggadocio, braggard uh, Penn State fans look smarter than I guess I currently think they are? Well, I wouldn't say that it's likely, but it's certainly possible. Um, you know, it's what four and a half point game in Vegas. Uh, I think that's fair. So to me, I I picked Ohio State. I think they'll win. I think they'll cover barely, but. Will Penn State have the ball late with a chance to win? I think that's that's a fair assumption. It'll be up to Ohio State's defense, and they've improved defensively. But Penn State's so interesting because, like I said, you know they haven't really had to show us anything offensively, but we know they've got a phenomenal one-two punch at running back. Drew Aller has been marvelously efficient, um, you know, in terms of his decision making. He is a guy that pro scouts, I think will and probably do already love 
but he he hasn't been in a situation yet where all eyes are on him. So I think Penn State is in a position where they, they will have a chance to win. I think ultimately Ohio State's a little bit better. But if Penn State fans are braggadocious and confident and they think this is their time, I totally understand it, and I think there's some validity to it. I just don't think they're at Ohio State's level yet, but they're close. Barrett, you've got right at least three teams, and Iowa fans would tell you that there's four in the Big Ten that think they see a path forward. Obviously, the Pac-12 for its final season looks really good. The SEC is the SEC. Oklahoma's undefeated. If I were just to ask you, I guess I am asking you, not what teams will be in the college football playoff, but what conferences will be represented? Which conferences do you think, are, are, and how many teams from each, do you think are likely to have a shot at a national championship this year? Well, I think it's going to be one uh, from each in the, in the four-team playoff. Um, you know, I, I'd say it's the SEC. I think it's the ACC. I think it's the Big Ten, and I think it's the Pac-12, mostly because I think there's a really good chance that um, Texas and Oklahoma play each other in the Big 12 championship game, and I think Texas can win that. And also I think the Big 12 is good enough still where, you know, Oklahoma can slip up, where it can cannibalize itself a little bit. So I think right now – to me, um, the Pac-12 is so strong that let's just say Oregon and Washington play again and Oregon wins, and then Texas and Oklahoma play again and Texas wins. I think the committee will value the Pac-12 more because I think the, the strength of schedule for um, the Pac-12 is, is, according to the metrics used by the playoff selection committee, will give the Pac-12 the edge. So. Um, we could be looking at a situation where that's the conversation, which will be fascinating because the Pac-12 generally does not receive the benefit of the doubt. And I think that they do this year, they will this year, and it'll be, it'll be wild because the last year of its existence. So, uh, but then I think the SEC, the Big Ten, and, and the ACC will, will get one. I think the one you have to sort of worry about is the ACC because what if Florida State loses? They've been tested. What happens with North Carolina? Can Clemson get back on track and, and get, you know, something done of, of note? And then what happens with Duke? So, you know, I, I think Florida State can go undefeated. So that's why I think the ACC will get a team in. But if, it, it's definitely at the risk of cannibalizing itself as well. Barrett Salee here on the show. Barrett, let's talk a little, a little Clemson. Obviously, Dabo and his program have not had the level of success the last couple of years that they want to have and enjoyed for a four- or five-year run before that, and he made some comments on his coach's show earlier in the week, and there were some follow-up conversations in his press conference about his view that maybe people need to relax a little bit and have some, some perspective. Is that much ado about nothing, or is that a one-time obsessively winning head coach losing the, the threat a little bit? I think it's, it's fair. I mean, it's much ado about nothing. Well, maybe a little bit to do about nothing. You know, I think it's, he's right. It's really hard to win a national championship. And I think Clemson fans were maybe a little spoiled with what happened, um, you know, in the, in the mid to late 20, uh, 2010s. Alabama fans are still that way. If you're in position to make a New Year's Six Bowl game, if you're in position to be discussed in the college football playoff race in early to mid-November, that's about all you can ask for as a fan of any college football team because we're still talking about 18 to 22-year-old young men they're going to do stupid things. I did stupid things in college. You did stupid things in college. Everybody does, right? So I think it's what he's saying I think is fair. 
and he's accurate. He's right. Uh, could he have said it better to, to appease his fan base? Maybe. Uh, well, not maybe. Yeah, he could have. But I think the, the, the foundation for what he said is, is completely accurate. And I, I, but I, on the same time, I think the frustration with Clemson fans with, with Dabo isn't necessarily what he said there. It's the concern that maybe he was a product of two great quarterbacks in Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think there, I mean, obviously DJ Uyunglele is a great quarterback or a great prospect. He's at Oregon state now where, you know, things are a little bit more difficult from a personnel perspective, but he's still talented. And then Cade Klubnick was supposed to come in and be the savior. And he's, he's pretty good, but he's not Deshaun or Trevor. So I think there's some concern that maybe Dabo's ultimate success, the high end was, more because of the quarterback and not as much because of Dabo. And I'm not saying that he's Jimbo Fisher, but it's sort of the same narrative with Jimbo Fisher, right? That Jameis was the reason Jimbo won, not Jimbo. Um, not saying that Dabo's at that level because that would be embarrassing and, and a huge slight to him. But I think the narrative that, or the concern anyway, is still there. Barrett, uh, Caleb Williams had by far the worst game of his collegiate career against Notre Dame last weekend and there was a whole lot of press and talk about what does that mean or not mean let's just start with him as a quarterback is there anything you saw from that game that would make you reevaluate how you projected him into the NFL or is it one bad football game against a good football team well it's a bad football game against a good football team um you know as far as as what Caleb is going to do in the NFL I, you know I, that's up to the scouts but I think what it showed is that USC's formula doesn't work. They, they focus too much on skill players. Lincoln Riley is, is married to a philosophy that is ineffective at the elite level. They don't have a defense. They don't even worry about a defensive front. They don't care about getting SEC caliber players where you, you get 300 pounders on both sides of the ball and they have speed and they have feet like ballerinas and they can do whatever they want. Lincoln's married to his style, which, you know, they wins you a lot of games. It gets you in playoff contention, but that's it. It doesn't make you a national title contender, no matter who your quarterback is. And in this case, it's the best quarterback in the country and he still can't do it himself. So I think it exposed Lincoln for, as a little bit of a fraud um, and certainly stubborn. And I, I'll tell you what, on, on our show on Sunday morning on SXM, you know, Tom and I, Basically, we're in agreement that USC Notre Dame game looked like every single Oklahoma national semifinal game. And that's not a good thing. That's not a compliment. That is an indication to me that Lincoln's just not learning. He's not learning how to win at an elite level. He is too married to his philosophy, and he's going to have to change. So, Barrett, you've got that view on, on Lincoln Riley. A lot of people would say that Dabo needs to evolve, especially with the transfer portal and the way that football operates today. Which of those two guys do you think is capable of evolving in whatever ways they need to and, and, and changing in whatever ways they need to to be competitive at winning national championships levels again in the next few years? Dabo or, or, or Riley? I think it's Dabo just because he's – I know he's kind of – dug himself into this position where he's anti-transfer portal and things like that. But 
I think he's smart enough to know that he's got to get off that. And I think there's an indication already that he is willing to make decisions and, and take steps to move into this era. You know, he hired Garrett Riley from TCU after Garrett Riley helped TCU make the national championship game. Now, it hasn't necessarily worked out the way that they expected on the field, but Davo hiring somebody externally is not something that he would have even considered three years ago. So at least there's a willingness to sort of move out of what his mindset was during the national championship era into at least what he needs to address in terms of the problems within the program. I don't know if Lincoln's capable of that. So now it's, it's a small step for Dabo, but it's, it shows at least some flexibility and willingness to come off of the pedestal that he was standing on. Barrett, right now we assess whether it's Lincoln Riley or Dabo or Nick Saban to a degree, right? On, on, are you contending for a national championship, as you noted? And, and right now, can you get into that Final Four reality? When the playoff expands, do you think that takes the pressure off any of these programs that are maybe on the outside that get to the playoff but don't advance within it? Does it make their jobs and their lives easier? Or do you think expectations shift? You've got to be in the semifinal. You've got to be this far in the postseason. I think for, for most, they're going to treat it um, as if, hey, you made the playoff. Awesome. Golf clap. Move. You know, this is going in the right direction. But like we've been talking about with, with Clemson and with Alabama, with Georgia and Ohio State and Michigan and, and team, maybe even Texas and, o- and Oklahoma, once they get in, uh, Florida State, you know, they're going to want to get to – they're going to use the old format as the gauge if that makes sense. They're, they're going to look at, at that program, at their programs, and say, okay, are you a national championship contender? Because being a playoff team doesn't matter. Uh, but for everybody else, you know, for Penn State, for, you know, Miami, for Auburn, for, you know, Utah, getting into the playoff will be a massive accomplishment, and they will take that as ultimate success. But the teams that are constantly making the playoff right now will view success as in making the top four like like is in existence right now. Barrett, great stuff as always, buddy. Appreciate the uh, the time and the conversation. Enjoy the games this weekend. Thanks, Bill. Have a good one. Thanks, buddy. You too. Barrett Salee on the show, college football writer for CBSSports.com. College football analyst, CBS Sports HQ. You can listen on Sirius XM's College Sports Radio Channel 84 on Twitter at Barrett Salee. Phone number on the show, 855-2124-CBS. Twitter, Sports Rider, Sports R-E-I-T-E-R. Or you can hit up Tommy, Pretty Daddy, at, you know it, Pretty Daddy CBS. That guy tweets, I said earlier in the show that I was supposed to play tennis with Rip Hamilton. Call him out when we're doing an NBA hit together. And that guy tweets, Bill, let's get that tennis match televised with you and Hamilton. I would pay for that. That I don't want, Tom. Although maybe. And why not? I don't want to embarrass my colleague on national TV. Oh, my goodness. Come on. You know? You talk about me being stubborn. I don't want to embarrass him. I might fly out there to watch it.
<laughs> that would be the first time you got an airplane. So that would be, <laughs> for me at least. You should come to L.A. By the way, your predecessor, Mr. DeBenedetto, his name is Tom DeBenedetto. You're Tom DeCelestino. You're telling me we're not in a simulation? You're talking okay. about Mike McDaniel, the Dolphins Basically the same name. He used to come out to L.A. sometimes and just produce out here, hang out. Who uh, who needs to approve that? Who, who do I have to speak to? Well, anybody can approve it. I'm not sure that you're going to like who paid for it. Mm. Now we're getting to the root of the problem. I'm not saying a vacation from your family. I'm just saying, come on out and party. <laughs> so that was a hell no laugh. You know what's a hell yes laugh? But it was. Buy or sell. We got a bunch of headlines from sports and a take on each one presented and sponsored by Pretty Daddy next here on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He's Bill Ryder, and he's always right. You're reading emails from two years ago that I'd rather leave buried about your emotional damage and how it relates to a chief. And by the way, your take was wrong, too. It wasn't even close. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> it's, it's all right. You and Debo working through some stuff at the same time. It's Ryder Than You on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back into the show. Uh, by the way, why didn't every, every day we send out... Um, a little clip of the show. You should have sent that out. We should send that out today on, on the old Twitter. Why do you want to do this to me, man? It's a great little bit. You know, you telling the world why Jennifer Lopez's inability <laughs> to get married equals the Chiefs being bad. Yeah, a team that was, you know, like a quarter away from reaching the Super Bowl. I love, I, I love that take by you. This portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bill, Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams doesn't sound like someone who's happy with their role on their team. My benchmark is not wins and losses, it's greatness. So when I go out there, I expect to be able to have that ability to put that on tape and have the, uh, an influence on the game 
And that's, like I say every week, that's the, my purpose for being here. I'm not here just to hang out and, you know, like I said, come here to hang out with Derek and all of that stuff from last year. Came here to win and to, to do it the right way. If it don't look like it's supposed to look, then, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be frustrated if I'm not a part of that, that plan because, as you know, I have I have the opportunity to go and make to, to change that and make it look like a much better pitcher out there. And if that doesn't happen, then I'm going to be frustrated. Now, Bill, Adams has 39 catches this season for 471 yards to go along with three touchdowns in six games thus far. Buy or sell Devontae Adams getting traded before the October 31st deadline. I mean, it makes sense to me. I know there's not a lot of trades in the NFL. I'm going to buy it. Buy. Raiders going nowhere fast. Who do you try? The Cowboys would be, I think, a reasonable target. You know who actually would make a lot of sense, but the Raiders would never, ever, ever, ever deal him there is the Chiefs. I agree. We can come up with a list of teams that make sense. I mean, the dude is still one of probably the three best wide receivers in the sport, even though he's on the wrong side of 30 right now. Did it bother you at all that he said, I don't judge it on wins and losses? Of course it did. It feels a little bit like that is the frustration talking. Because I think if he heard it back or you posed to him the question, does that mean you don't care about winning games? He would say that's not what he's saying. I think what he's saying is maybe I'm giving too much of the benefit of the doubt, Tom. We suck. We're not going to win games. But I still have a standard I want to live up to. That's what I heard. Because, right, like, I mean, the Raiders are not a good football team. Are they, the la- football team. are they the laughing stock of the NFL right now? No, there's a no. few other teams that I would put ahead of them in that Why category. do you got to bring up the Bears every time? I uh, know what you're doing. The Broncos, the Patriots. But it just sounded like to me is like, hey, I've only got 39 catches here. I expect to be, you know, upwards of 50 at this point but, right by now. By the way. I want to get mine. They are 3-3. Three and three. The problem he has is they can convince themselves like the Rams can, like maybe whoever you want to point to. All the teams in the AFC North, the, even the Jets, these teams that I think are borderline delusional, or in some cases delusional, they can still, the Raiders can still say we're in this thing. They technically are. It just feels like, hey, we're not doing things the way we should be doing them, a.k.a. getting me the ball as much as we should. I'm not sure you, if if the Raiders were 1-5 and five instead of 3-3, three and three, and Josh McDaniels were either going to be fired or at least his power in the building had waned. It's easier to move on from it. But if you're that guy, if you're McDaniels, you've got to have Devonta Adams just to keep your job. You've got to have, have him for the opportunity of respectability in the record at the end of the year. All right, Bill, let's continue in the NFL here. Defensive Player of the Year candidate and Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons thinks it's unfair that the Cowboys get criticized more than the Eagles and the 49ers. Parsons had this to say. On his podcast this week. I just don't condone the bashing of Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys and have the same energy for the Eagles. We want the same energy for everybody because there's a whole bunch of bashing when it's Dak Prescott, but not the same when it's the Eagles. I got time today. A lot of people said the Browns defense was overhyped. I said the Browns are the real deal. Acho said this, which pissed me off. I'm not worried about the 49ers. They were missing Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. The Browns were missing Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb. They were missing them key factors before the game even started. So why is it that we are just scrubs and we're nobodies that don't deserve to be on the field and we're just all talk? But there's a hundred excuses for these other these other teams. If y'all just want to hate Cowboys Nation, just say y'all hate Cowboys Nation. I'm tired of people trashing my quarterback. I'm tired of people trashing my team. And that's why I had nothing to say to the media this week. You want to hear me talk? Come to hear me talk on the edge 
The Edge being his podcast. Bill, mm. buy or sell that Parsons has a point. I really like Micah Parsons, and I love I love all that defending his guy, but sell. He has no point. His point is wrong. Sell. <laughs> the Eagles were in the Super Bowl last year. The Niners were in the NFC Championship game last year and have been in NFC Championship games and a Super Bowl previously under this regime. Give me, give me, Jalen Hurts took his team to a Super Bowl last year. Brock Purdy took his team to an NFC Championship game and then got injured and couldn't see it through to try to be the guy that got his team to a Super Bowl. Dak Prescott has won in his career two playoff games. Has never won consecutive playoff games, as in in the same season in the same playoff run. Yeah, I, I want to be I want to be compared to LeBron James, but the fact <laughs> that I can't run, jump, sh- or shoot is sort of a problem. Welcome to reality, Micah. <laughs> Just thinking about you and LeBron James on a basketball court together. <laughs> no, I'm not challenging. I got a problem. I keep ch- I challenge Andy Roddick to a tennis thing. I got a Gary Payton thing I've never done. Common thread here. These never happen. We need to oh, make this the, one what happen. What was that running back's name for the Cardinals who's from Iowa, who was really good till he got hurt? I can't believe I can't remember his name. But you just said it there. He was really good. So you had to challenge him, him to something? Pink ball. We had a table tennis challenge. Come on, man. I can't remember his name. You got to let it go. Is. Let it go. I'm a competitive guy. Speaking of letting it go, as much as this pains me, Bill, I got to give you your flowers on this one. Last week on the show, we discussed how the Jets were looking for trade partners for seldom-used wide receiver McCole Hardman. And, Bill, you said that going back to the Chiefs made a ton of sense given Kansas City's lack of wide receiver production this season. And that's exactly what happened. Hardman to Kansas City along with a seventh-round pick in exchange for a sixth-round pick back to the Jets. Buy or sell McCole Hardman being productive for the Chiefs. Well, first, let's just buy the name of the show, Writer Than You. Bye. I really had to fight through that one. I was I was Boom. gritting my teeth there. Where's the sound of me? Where's the me being like, I yeah. couldn't find it. Needle in a haystack. You know how those things go. <laughs> Needle in a haystack. I will buy that Hardman will be productive for the Chiefs. Buy. Because he was before. He knows the scheme. I mean, hell, it's just Mahomes to throw him the football, and he's going to catch it. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> It kind of feels that way, right? Like, it really does. I really like it. You know what? The expression, give me your flowers, I, I put it in a column, by the way. I think I was in my column. You don't read my columns, though. By the way, buy, sell that you don't read the columns I write. Sell. Come on. You're, you're going to be mean to me after I just gave you credit. Because, oh, by the you, way, when I saw the Hardman trade, I had to do a double and triple take because I'm like, am I dreaming right now? you got to read the stuff your host writes. What am I not reading? What were the what were the what were the little nuggets in my column yesterday? You made a lot of great NBA points. A lot what of were them. the nuggets? A lot of great. You N- gotta read the column. There's a lot. You made a lot of great basketball. It's a points. job requirement. Basket bill. <laughs> All right. All right, Bill. Let's continue in the NFL yeah. here. Yesterday, Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson spoke for the first time about his shoulder injury and when or when not. When not, that's good English, when he'll be back on the field. With the rotator cuff, it's a, it's a difficult thing with, you know, throwing a ball and, you know, doing, you know, just the movement and rotation and mobility stuff. So uh, just really just trying to clean up any uh, lingering pain and any lingering, you know, stuff that's, you know, in that rotator cuff. 
Watson went on to say that there is no timetable for his return. And Cleveland Cleveland will take on the Colts this weekend. My question to you, Bill, buy or sell the Browns have shown that they're ready to win right now, aside from what they've gotten out of the quarterback position. I'm going to sell. Sell. I think, I think they're... The Browns are fascinating. I think they're poised to win big if they can get out of their quarterback position what Deshaun Watson once gave when he was a Texan. But I still think, especially in the AFC, despite all the other things they do well, particularly defensively, you've got to have Deshaun Watson on the field. He's got to be, And not just that, Tom. He's got to reclaim that level. That was the reason the Browns gave him that really, really obnoxious contract. Speaking of obnoxious quarterback contracts, Arizona's Kyler Murray is officially off the pup list and back at practice. Bill, yesterday was Murray's first practice with the Cardinals since last December when he tore his ACL. Josh Dobbs will again make the start this weekend for Arizona against the Seahawks. But my question to Bill, buy or sell, it's important for the Cardinals that Kyler Murray gets a few positive starts under his belt this season. Oh, I think that's a buy. Yeah. Buy. I mean, they are so invested in this guy and the contract they gave him. Buy or sell, you think there's at least a 10% chance Kyler Murray can be an elite quarterback again? Sell. Really? 10%? Nope. Not in Arizona. Nope. I'm going to buy that I think there's a 10 And I think it probably is 10%. Buy. Wow. I thought you were posing that question 10% that Arizona would look to move on from him. And I think absolutely. I don't know who's going to take that contract, but I think absolutely. That's the other reason you want to get him starts, is that if he can play two or three games and he plays really well, it only takes one one GM. That's all it takes. All right. Fire cell, you'd rather have Kyler Murray than, than Kirk Cousins. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy it, by the way, because of the age. Buy. Buy. I guess I have to. I don't feel great about it, though. I don't feel buy, great about it. Buy or sell? You'd rather have Kyler Murray than Dak Prescott, and I mean going forward. It's not just sell. To win them. Mm. Yeah, me too. I don't know that Dak's ever going to win the big games, but I think he has more talent than Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Is a bit of a head case too. He 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 definitely seems like he's just there's an awkwardness or an aloofness there that is not great. All right, Bill, let's get to some playoff baseball here. Long ball. Long ball. The Texas Rangers finally lost a game. Game three of the ALCS against the Astros last night was the first loss of the postseason for the Rangers. They had won seven straight prior. In his first start in over a month due to injury, Texas's Max Scherzer was roughed up for five earned runs over four innings. The Astros went on to win the game 8-5. to five. Buy or sell the Rangers still winning the ALCS. Yeah, they did rough up Scherzer. It does feel like a momentum shifter, doesn't it? It, does, it felt like a pretty significant moment, but I'm going to buy Bye. the Rangers still winning the ALCS because... You would presume that Scherzer's better again if they have to start him again or they or they don't go to him. By, by the way, they scored enough runs, the Rangers, to win that game had they done a bullpen game or had anybody out there who was capable of putting a little bit of a lid on the Astros. And I'm, it's weird. I'm a Corey Seager guy, and I'm a big believer in like when he's healthy, when he's out there, 
the impact he has on his team, having talked to a lot of Dodgers here and talked to a lot of Dodgers back in the day. I think in terms of clutch hitting and a team that I think can handle the moment, I, I like the Rangers a lot. All right, Bill, let's get to one last one here. Hall uh, of- I know. Is this about a, a hypocrite? Uh, it, buy or sell, it's a question about hypocrisy. Bye. All right, check. Hall of Famer and former Syracuse head coach Jim Beheim has officially signed on with ESPN to be a college hoops studio analyst for the upcoming season. Beheim will also call conference tournament games at the end of the season for Westwood One on the radio side. Bill, buy or sell you ever expected Jim Beheim to join the media? Buy. Always the guys that bash the media the most that want to do it the most because they realize it has influence. He never had a good relationship with the media. Never. Always pick fights. Obnoxious. Always jab the media. Always embarrass them for their questions that they were silly and dumb, made no sense. I was stunned when I saw this. Stunned. Buy or sell, it's okay that I hope he is awful. Like, awkwardly, terribly awful on television. Bye. Karma. Karma, man. It's not easy being in the media. Everyone thinks you just ask your question, you, you speak it to the microphone, and it's that easy. It's not. Uh, th- I mean, this is a common recurring theme. Guys that hate the media become part of the media. Give me a break. Also, people say they hate the media. The media is so, has, is so diverse, has so many different voices and components. What they really mean is I just don't like the portion of the media that makes me mad. Of course. I don't want to have to answer questions about how I messed up or I didn't do this right. I did that wrong. Nobody wants to answer questions when they didn't execute. Look, just Jim Beheim better get used to being Jim Bumheim if he uh Bye. If he doesn't do a good job. Grumpy dude. I've never been around that guy to be fair. Don't know like I know a lot of college basketball coaches from my time covering that sport. Ne- have you ever been around that guy? Never. Not once. I'm not watching that stupid ESPN. Actually, I will watch it. I'm just watching him hopefully fall on his face. Let's talk a little, uh, what do I really feel? How do I really feel? Let's talk a little Jag Saints and why this game tonight on Thursday Night Football is a huge opportunity for Jacksonville to take a big step forward. We'll get into that here on the show after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. (laughs) Welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you here on the program, along with the executive producer, Pretty Daddy. Who loves this show? Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone all season long. 
You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get on the Zone AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you find a fix for free. Get on the Zone AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Have you watched a Black Mirror yet, Tom? No, I've heard you speak about it enough. I've heard our boss, Spike Eskin, speak about it enough. It's not a show for me. It is some dark. So the first two that I watched, I just randomly picked them out, were happy, right? Were pretty happy endings. And I was talking to our boss, Spike, who, who also turns out loves the show. And I, I said this. Oh, yeah, they're pretty nice endings. And in my memory, he laughed. And he goes, yeah, to keep watching. <laughs> or some version of that. <laughs> they have been, I think I've watched four more. And it is in many ways, you know, you know the expression, if you look into the abyss, the abyss stares back. If you stare into the abyss long enough, the abyss stares back. Right, right. This is just jumping headfirst into the abyss. Yeah, that's not It just wraps me, its arms around you. No way I ever watched that. It's a, the episode, I, I just watched one called Waldo, which isn't as good as some of the other ones. But it, I had a dream about it last night. It's borderline haunting. I'm going to assume it has nothing to do with where's Waldo. It does not have anything to do with a weird-looking guy dressed in what blue and red hiding among the people of the world. It does have. It has nothing to do with that, Waldo. It is pretty disturbing stuff. Uh, you and I, certainly I, I don't want to speak for you, but I think you were in agreement with me that I, that I thought, I believe we thought, the Jags could be really good this year. And that there was the opportunity, year two for Doug Peterson, to take a pretty big leap forward behind Trevor Lawrence. And a roster that was still pretty talented, even when good old Herb was there, dancing with young ladies at bars that weren't his wife and all the other. He did, Tom. All I the know other. he did. He tried to be slick about it, but we saw him. I don't think it's below the belt if you go out and do it. Uh, all the other shenanigans. It just felt like this team, which played pretty well last year, could make a pretty big leap forward. They got off to a very rocky start, but they've now won three in a row. They did win two in a row in London, and we told you here on the show that was a pretty big advantage, especially the second one for Jacksonville because they have gone across the pond before, and they stayed in London for the second game, so they didn't have any jet lag issues. And tonight is another one of those tests. Now, Trevor Lawrence obviously being out there is a pretty significant part of the equation, but assuming that Trevor Lawrence is healthy for the rest of the year, for me, Tom, as I look at the NFL picture, the Dolphins are a better football team right now, obviously, clearly. The Chiefs, despite being lackluster at times offensively, are a better team on the whole. And I'm talking the AFC, but I think outside of that, I think I would put the opportunity for Jacksonville, because I don't think they've peaked yet, I think there's an opportunity for Jacksonville to be one of those teams that can make a pretty surprising and deep playoff run. I want Jacksonville to show me tonight that they are the team to take Cincinnati's place as that third team in the AFC that we all thought Joe Burrow and the Bengals would be. I mean, so 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 we'll see if they can play at, at, at that level. There, it's still. It, it sounds like it's going to be a game time decision for Trevor Lawrence. It feels like he's going. It feels like he's going to play. Like it, it does. It's also a big game. I mean, there's a big difference being five and two versus four and three. It is a really big game, but you you also, I don't think I don't think you risk it if you're the Jags and he's not. It's a short week, right? They've been they've been abroad. It's a short week. They're back. I know they were back this past weekend, but I just you want to be careful. Hundred percent never happens in the NFL. You have to make sure that Trevor Lawrence is not in a position where he's even remotely likely 
to re-injure himself. And if you can do that, you go and you do it. You just And it is, I know that, because AFC South has three teams that are in the mix right now. And the Titans are 2-4 and four at the bottom of that division, which I know that their quarterback play is not great. I know that they've been so-so, but I, I, I still maintain Mike Vrabel's an excellent coach. So just getting, staying ahead of the Colts and staying ahead of the Texans, who have both, I think, overachieved, is going to be really important. Anthony Richardson, we talked about this yesterday, he's out for the year. Now, there's they've been okay without him at times, but you would presume that they're going to fall back a little bit. C.J. Stroud has been really good. I mean, we haven't talked a lot about Stroud other than he has been the best rookie by far that has come out this year at the quarterback position. But the Texans are 3-3. Three and three. They obviously are well coached. That coach looks like he, D'Amico Ryans is going to be the right guy. It looks like Stroud is going to be the right guy. So if you're the Jags, you just you look below you. You don't want an overachieving Colts team with their backup or a Texans team with Stroud or even Vrabel and the Titans to figure it out to catch you. So I understand the pressure of just wanting to keep the momentum up. But I think their ceiling, Jacksonville's, is so much higher than those other teams in their division. I think Jacksonville's ceiling is higher than the Ravens, the Steelers, I mean, not the Browns. I think they are good enough to make a Super Bowl if everything clicks the right way. Higher than Buffalo? Yeah, but you know that I... I know where you're standing on Buffalo, but Buffalo is still a very good team. And Buffalo's defense has been awesome so far this year. I mean, it's been they've they've allowed I think it's eighty nine or ninety points. They've been one of the best teams in the NFL just in terms of points allowed this season. Josh Allen doesn't look the same either, does he? He, he seems like he's taken a bit of a regression from being what was a year or two ago the third best quarterback in the NFL by most people's estimations, probably not mine, maybe it was, to somewhere in the well I don't know like five to nine range. The guy's not a bum. He's not. No. But I just, yeah, you're right. I doubt Buffalo's ceiling. But I, I also have this take that, that was true last year and that ruffled some folks. I feel like their window closed. I feel like Buffalo's window was at its widest a couple years ago. They didn't get through it when they could have. Now the Chiefs are ensconced as the power. The Dolphins are obviously super formidable. It's hard to know if the Ravens or the Browns or the Bengals are the team in the AFC North, but all of them, I think, are capable of getting to the levels that you can get to if you're Buffalo, right? At the same level as Buffalo or higher. Ravens' defense has also been really good this year. And I think Jacksonville's a team that that can make a march. And had Aaron Rodgers stayed healthy, the Jets, I think, would have been better than Buffalo. Or at least on the same on the same level. So to answer your question, yeah, I, I think, yeah, their ceiling is higher and their floor is lower in Jacksonville, I think, than, than Buffalo's. Because they haven't done it. They haven't... They haven't really push their way through to being a, a really great football team. Now, I guess I, I should probably talk about the Saints a little bit. They have been surprisingly competitive this year in, in some of the, the games they've played in. They're 3-3. Three and three. They're in a division that it feels like anybody other than the Panthers can win. Panthers are 0-6. They've been really good defensively. So I'm not... The Saints aren't a pushover. The Saints, we're at that point now where you've got all of these... Two and three, three and three, three and two football teams. Where it just for it, it feels hard to to know which of those teams are legitimate and which of those teams are gonna are gonna fall off. I I feel like the Saints are probably gonna fall off, Tom. But you win this game, even though it's at home on Thursday night football. You get to four and three. Maybe New Orleans is better than I've given them credit for. I'm right with you. I'm actually surprised they haven't fallen off already. I'm surprised that they're still at 500. I don't think they're a great football team, but credit to Derek Carr and company for being competitive in just about every game they've played this season. 
Yeah, and, and by the way, did you see that? I'm sure you did. Derek Carr had the the blow up with his with his offensive coordinator. Not a great look. I don't entirely mind the passion though, and I guess it, you do forget Derek Carr has never had a good defense before, and he does now. And First I, time he's ever had a good defense. I'm with you because uh, we talked about this with Shane Beamer, a uh, Shane Beamer of South Carolina. We disagreed on a br- breaking his foot, kicking something in frustration. I loved it. I, I loved didn't it. mind it from Derek Carr, and I also feel like he didn't need to tell us all publicly that he apologized to his OC. I didn't feel like that was necessary. I, I thought it was a class act. But you don't believe in apology, so like you and I have kind of a different... Right, you just push forward. You Pret- just... Pretend it never happened. Derek Carr has never, ever had a top 20 defense, ever in his life, in the National Football League as a quarterback. The Raiders were always bottom 20 and often bottom 5. And what are the Saints now? I mean, they're they're certainly top 20. They're, they're probably a top 10 defense. Best defense, to your point. Best defense he's played with. They've been really, really good. Good game. It's actually a pretty interesting game tonight. Because I think there are interesting question marks with each of these teams. I do kind of like with the Warriors. I just like the Jags. I like Trevor Lawrence. I'm rooting for that organization. I I like watching Urban Meyer become more and more embarrassed, even though he's out of the NFL. He deserves it. Fun show. Thanks to Pretty Daddy. Good stuff. Thanks to Barrett Salee. I'm Bill Ryder. The show is righter than you. Appreciate you listening. See you back here tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.